I'm in Max, Max, Max. You are listening to Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Thank you for joining us for Season 18, Episode 8 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Sue. My name is Kimmy. This is Gina. And I am the eternal Proby Tim. You are. <laughs> are you eternal? Eternal. eternal. Now, is that Proby as in probationary or Proby as in like a sex thing? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, and I figured because I'm never going to get rid of the Appalachian Proby, so I just might as well be. Did you say Appalachian? 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 There's no G in it! Archipelago? Like Appalachian Mountains? No. Appalachian. I guess they do sound the same, don't they? Appalachian. Whatever. Okay. You need a game. Thanks, George. Of <laughs> I called you Stork. Why did I call you Stork? Because you're sitting. Because I'm sitting, in, and it's Stork would hair. be here. The hair, it's confusing. <laughs> it totally is. It totally is. In this next episode, time, next time, don't have a ponytail. That'll be much I, easier <laughs> on me. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll never be the bald guy with a ponytail. Trust me, I'll never be that guy. Uh, in this episode, Jay in Washington D.C. writes in about PC backstory protectionism. <laughs> Flying Jackalope has finished the backlog and has some comments. About seventy-two pages of them. Okay. No. Uh, Alan sends a request for science fiction help. Eric writes in because he can't finish the job. And Mike from MI sends us a horror story. And that's my puppy. I should go <laughs> kick her. <laughs> if you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com, happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. However... We have at this point because the last week I complained that we didn't have a backlog anymore. We now have yeah. about about a six week backlog. Wow. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that oh, yes. quick? They just that's, were like, ah. Yes, that's what happens. I knew it. Ha- I knew that was going to happen. That's, that's fantastic. That is. That's all. So you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail dot com. Don't let the fact that we have a backlog of emails dissuade yeah. you. Um, we have, you can follow us on Twitter, Happy Jacks RPG, all one word. Happy Jacks RPG. We're also on the Instagrams, Happy Jacks RPG. Yeah. All one word. Oddly enough. <laughs> and you can find us on Facebook and um, uh, the Google. The Google Plus. Yeah. Google if you happen Pluses, to work yeah. at Google and you're contractually required to use G Plus. There are still a lot of gamers that use G Plus. Sure. There are. They all work at Google. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. If you'd like to watch the live stream, you can watch us at Happy Jacks RPG slash live. Mm-hmm. Happy Jacks RPG slash live. And that's it. And did anyone play anything this week? Because I didn't. We didn't. I, I had two games that got no, not ha- that didn't happen. No, I, I've been studying to run a game, but I haven't played anything. Okay, I'm conniving. I'm planning for whenever we do eventually play a game. In the vampire? Yes. Okay. I have plans. Okay, too. good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you started a. Um, Ask me anything. I did. F- I started forum. and asked me anything as, as Scully. Scully in character oh, on the forum. Okay, <laughs> but it's got spoilers, so other players should. Yeah, look it at it's, it. it's it's. I was. I said um, I will answer as Scully, and I answered everything as Scully, and I uh, I didn't type lists because that's hard to do. Hard to yeah. do, and I'm, I felt kind of self-serving because right. like, yeah. he wouldn't actually. You know, They're all picturing the sound in. Yeah, that's fine. And uh, and there were there were some. Uh, what you should do is have another forum account. As Scully. Just as Scully? Scully oh, Wallace. God, I should totally do that. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll do that. Um, and I, I they... Did you see the, the image that Sployd? Yeah, that found? was fantastic. Oh, it was perfect. Oh, yeah. my God, it was great. 
but yeah, there were some there were some good some good questions, some odd questions. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it's fun. I hope it keeps going because I'll 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 keep answering. But the thing is, it is it is you know an in character post. So if someone asks a question that he would answer, the answer is going to be out there. Yeah. So. Wow. I usually try and avoid like all the threads and discussion threads even unless someone like like even if they tag me in a, in a thing in the forums I'm usually kind of like nervous <laughs> because like it's hard, you can't not you can't unthink of an idea. So if someone posts yeah. some amazing idea and you're just like, "Oh, it's amazing." And I totally didn't think of that. Like I feel kind of guilty because yeah. I have too much conscience in my life. And well, that's why I made sure that I credited Spoid for the Batboy thing. Yes, because you don't want to be like. like ah, I uh, thought of this. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to be like you know somebody sends their their song into right. a, a, a right. singer songwriter and the next thing you hear it's on the radio and it's all popular. <laughs> and right. Well, I would love that. to hear that as long as I'm getting mechanical rights for it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, oh, there's a con- game convention coming up. In a couple months. In February. Oh, February. February con. 12? 16th? It's near S- it's the after 16th and oh, the 17th. It's President's the 14th, 14th is a oh, Tuesday. Yeah. Yep. 15th. So 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th? Is yeah. that right? Yes, because my oh, wedding yeah. anniversary is the you 17th, and it's always on my wedding anniversary. 17th through the 20th. Yep. yep. I suppose I should probably get a game together, huh? Hilton LAX International Airport Hotel. Mm-hmm. And we will be there. And we're going to do a show, live show on Saturday. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Uh, Which are always fun. Yes. They are. It's going to be different than the last one. I guarantee it. Oh, please make it be different. It's not going to be the hot mess the last one was. I don't know how. I'm not going to drink before it. It is going to to be... it is not. We're not doing that again. It will be different. Excellent. I don't know how. Thank you. But cool. It will be different. That was that was I, kind of like chaos incarnate. I think what I'll do is the episode before I'll write down some things to think about mm-hmm. while you're playing games at Strategicon, like or have preset questions. Yeah. Well, that that's but I, yeah. but if people go into it, go into their game saying, yeah. "I'm looking for interesting GM techniques that I've never seen before," mm-hmm. or "I'm looking for whatever it is." You know, and it'd be nice if it was it was organized in the what's something you really loved and what's something you thought could be better. Yes, that's what you yeah. and I talked about. Yeah. Where I right. said I really liked that in the first one ever, mm-hmm. and it kind of was there in the second one. But there was constructive feedback, and you know, the, and you need both. Yeah, the yeah. Crit, the crits and fumbles. Yes. Yeah. So but, yeah, and I think. I, maybe we should have. I think it would be something super fun to stream if we can get the internet. Is like a sobriety test beforehand, and you have to <laughs> like a very low bar. Right. Like, like you have to be able to stand, <laughs> and then if you can stand up, then you can repeat after t- me. Yes, chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. Yeah. I'm sorry, you can't share about your game yeah. tonight. <laughs> so then you can be a little drinky. Count backwards from a hundred in prime numbers. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember so five minutes ago? Ninety-seven. Yes. <laughs> is ninety-seven a prime number? I, I would have to go. Somebody's yeah. mic is rubbing against something. Hold on, let me uh, let me get my phone to what prime number is. Is it me? What the fuck is a prime number? I don't know. It's your hair. Yeah. It's, it's my ponytail. It's your yeah. ponytail yeah. again. Ponytail. <laughs> yeah, it might have been me. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, we're going to be at the convention, and if you're local here and you want to go to the convention, come to the convention and see us because we're probably not going to have our own, we're not going to have like a fear the jack. Or something like that. We're not going to have our own game convention because I started thinking about it, and there's really no reason to. 
We have no, three we a have year three within driving yeah. distance, and there's no good weekend to put to have one anyway. Yeah. And then you're not having to pay for the hotel rooms and, and going through the, the logistical nightmare of, of trying to run your own convention. Yeah. Right. No, no, no. Agreed. What would be awesome is if we could get Jim to give us our own room, the Happy Jack's room. For what? For just all of our games. Okay, it's weird when Proby Tim like suggests we all get a room. <laughs> I'm not okay with this. I feel violated. Yeah, we should all get a room. <laughs> you, you want me to hear it, let me make an X card. <laughs> no, no, no. A, a, a game room. You know, yeah. like four or five tables where yeah. right. our games are. No, I don't want to be in rooms with other Happy Jacks games because we're too loud. I want to roy oh, yeah, other people. Yeah, we want to ruin everyone else's every every other Okay, okay, all right. And okay. um, uh, but I'm not loud, <laughs> but other people no. are. And Jib wants us to mention that there are already games up on the Strategicon site, probably yes. because his games are up and no one else's. I, <laughs> I haven't put mine up yet because I'm not sure if both of my kids are going or just one. Oh, mm. nice! If both of my kids are going, all I'm going to run is is not kids games, but kid friendly games. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm probably going to run Hero Kids again and maybe something else. Thinking about maybe running Swords and Wizardry, or mm-hmm. you already talked about there was a kid version. But I, I, I want to come up with a couple of things that adults can play as well. Right. Cool. It's not just kids. Check out Far Away Land. Far Away Land. Okay. Yes. I should have another laser ponies. That'd be fun. Yeah. You should. <sighs> oh! I totally thought of a great name for when our streaming show because I've been thinking of doing an all all girls game. Yeah. And I've been trying to organize it on Facebook, so I was going to run an all women's game once a month. Uh, <laughs> girls Gone Wild Talents. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't know if we'll get sued for that, but I was really excited about that. I don't oh, think you would. Is he in prison? Really good. I have no idea. Yeah, he, he's in prison, and I'm sure Wild <laughs> Talents wouldn't. <laughs> that's really that's yeah. actually very good. It is very cute. Check yeah. one two. <laughs> I think the I think the rubbing mic is me. Yeah, I think it's you. It's but. rubbing against my <laughs> shirt that apparently is slimming. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so anyway, I'm hopefully going to start that cool. in January. Nice, that's a thing. Excellent. Yeah. I think I'll probably be running a superheroes game. Yay! In what talents? No. Oh. Icons. I, icons. Icons assembled, which oh, is really really cool. neat. Excellent. Cool. And I found a supplement that would work great for a crazy idea for a con game that I have. Nice. So, yeah. <gasps> I have to start thinking of a con game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Backstory protectionism. This is from Jay in Washington, D.C. All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> Greetings from Washington, D.C., the land of hookers and blow. No. <laughs> uh, I am currently running. <laughs> Curse of Strahd. Yay. Woot. Strahd. And have run into an interesting problem that I'd like to hear your thoughts on. I'm sprinkling in parts of each player's player character's backstory. The orphan's parents disappeared into Ravenloft. The war, warlock's patron accepted tribute in the form of a hag child, the hag who has not yet matured. Another PC's mother has just delivered in exchange for the hag child through a hell portal. I have another player who has refused to allow anything of of the sort with his character. This character is a nun from the Forgotten Realms who was sent to Ravenloft after she tried to summon her very own fairy friend, but accidentally summoned a demon. Or daemon? A daemon? Damon is that pronunciation, but I think he probably means demon. <clears throat> or it, may, it could be a it, it could be a forgotten realms thing. Maybe there's a different kind of thing. It might be. I don't know. Well, yeah, um, 
D and D has demons and demons, but they went through a period, uh, like around second edition, where they wanted to get demons and devils out of the game to, uh, you know, appease Mall the panic. the mad right. group. Was it mad or bad? Mad, mad, M- bothered, bothered about, bothered about yeah. Dungeons bad. and Dragons. Yeah, bad did. <laughs> that was the extent of the backstory given to me when the PC joined the game. I thought that it would be great for two of the mystical characters to comment on the destruction of her monastery. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this is not okay because the nunnery was full of 20 level, 20th level clerics who could easily throw any daemon back into the abyss. The character wasn't high enough level to summon anything besides an imp. And because this player is an, is, the author, is an author, any GM indication that the imp did not immediately run into a badass, yet humble and pious nun, <laughs> is apparently a personal insult. <clears throat> I want to stress, this writer needs an editor. Anyway. Uh, and has obviously never had one. Uh, I want to stress that this, is, this was not a confrontation. Voices were not elevated. No one threatened to take their toys and go home. I was just blindsided by how matter-of-factly it was asserted. So, Happy Jacks, what do you think? Can players make a backstory full of hooks and tell the GM to stay out? And I just think this is a fascinating question. It is. Who does the backstory belong to once you hand it to the GM? Does it? Does the player still contain maintain creative control over it? Mm-hmm. Or should the GM have the latitude to use it within the confines of what he's given, or she is given, mm-hmm. to tweak mm-hmm. it, advance it, flesh it out. Which is it? Who does it belong to? I th- I'm pondering this one. I think I there needs to be some collaborative element, and it yeah. really depends on the relationship uh, that you have with right. the people you play with, with your GM, um, and maybe depending on how frequently or infrequently that has happened in the past, you collaborate more or less. I think it's your hair. <laughs> <laughs> You're flowing less. I know. Is it? They, well, they think it was your shirt, but I think it's... But it's I'm still hearing it. You're still hearing it? Okay. okay. Right, go ahead. Um, because there are some things that so, maybe okay. you think sound <laughs> really good. <laughs> But you would want some player buy-in before you move forward right. with it. I mean, if I think... But I don't think you. it would be fair to say anything's completely off-limits. I don't know. When I first started playing, and Stu, Stu can uh, attest to this, like, our first 4E game, like, I handed him, like, a two-page backstory for my character, all typed out single-spaced. Yep. Like... Eight-point font. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was, like, Nine. Well, you're not an educator, are you? You didn't have all the proper references right. and the and bibliography. More, more realistically, you would probably call it a five-page backstory. <laughs> were it written normally. But go ahead. Right. So I didn't read most of it. No. I read some of it. I'm like, I knew it like in depth, though. Well, right. and because uh, like I'd chosen to be a follower of the Raven Queen, but uh-huh. the Raven Queen splat book wasn't out yet, so I'd made up the entire freaking religion. And I was mm-hmm. very disappointed when the actual religion came out because mine was much better. And. Um, <laughs> <coughs> so I can I can totally like kind of empathize with mm-hmm. someone who's written something that they're very attached to. Right. I don't know, but I don't I don't think this person was trying to change what was on paper as much as right. add to it. Right. 
have it progress. Oh, yeah. The, yeah the and that's. I mean, ideally, this is yeah. a situation <clears throat> where you're going to have players and GMs are all going to just buy into whatever happens. Yeah. yeah. And the players are going to say, "Oh, they did they they destroyed the convent where I grew up. I must go avenge them in my pious way." Right or something, yeah. and and yeah. let the story go there rather than just veto it. In my own particular uh, I, uh, idiom, idiom, sir, <laughs> idiom. I think it belongs to both. Mm-hmm. I think it belongs to both tapping into that collaboration thing. I think that if dude wanted to be a nun or dudette, it doesn't actually say. If player wanted to be a nun from a convent of super powerful nuns. That's awesome. It's a really cool idea. That is actually like, like super nuns, you know, it's it's like the nun Avengers or whatever. But he has to let the GM riff on that. To turn around and say, okay, that's awesome. That's a great idea. And here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have one of them, you know, trying to do this awesome total holy thing and it backfires and summons a demon, to have the player go, No, uh uh-uh, uh, that that couldn't happen. That's very off-putting to me. Yeah, because it right. should be so should, very collaborative. Should it belong? Well, yeah, it should. Yeah. In an ideal wor- world, it should. Yeah. So, should it belong to the player? It should belong to both. I mean, if the <clears throat> player's uncomfortable with it, like if you have a player who really doesn't want things about their backstory modified or changed, are you then going to get the people who are going to be like, okay, well then everybody's dead, just to keep the GM from messing with it? Like, is that maybe the origin? And the chat room's kind of bringing this up, like. I have no family. Everybody's yeah. dead. Right. Like to kind of keep the gym from meddling with a backstory. I don't know because it, the other thing that it doesn't really say is is this particular uh, piece of creation of this backstory is this particular piece something that the player had really envisioned to be a certain way, and other elements or parts of the backstory are not off limits. Is it just this one where he's like, no, no, no or she? It's like this is what I really was envisioning happened, so that these other things that were coming up <coughs> were because sound like it. yeah I don't know I because did. I mean I started the same way you did Kimmy with the multiple pages and bullet points and <clears throat> yeah. I had to have reasons for every skill and why this was that and yeah. my feats but I actually got to the point and I don't know that everybody is like this though where I would purposefully put like I have an adversary it's you know another swordsman or yeah. but I didn't right. want to pick because I wanted to see what happened Mm -hmm. but I don't know that everybody wants that same experience oh sure and and the thing thing to me the the it belongs to both of them thing is great until there's a conflict Mm -hmm. and once there's a conflict does do both parties have veto power Uh, because that that's what happened here the player vetoed what the GM mm -hmm. came up with and what the GM came up with what the GM came up with is not your backstory, but what happened to an element that you put in the GM's world at a later date. Yes. It yeah. doesn't change what happened to your character in your character's backstory. Tell it's, me. It's that, creating that. more. Is, am, I, am I reading it wrong? No, I don't think so. But tell me what this part means. Is it. I thought it would be great for two of the mystical characters. Are those other players? Other two of the mystical characters to comment on the destruction of her monastery. Oh, it might have because yeah, there's, because then I'm I'm wondering. Oh, the other other players may other player characters may have witnessed the destruction of it. Yeah, they were like, oh, that'd left. be really cool if these guys right. saw what went down and mm-hmm. wanted to. And I think it is hard, to your point, 
even in the spirit of collaboration, you don't always want, there are maybe topics or thoughts you have about where to go with someone's, a piece of their backstory <clears throat> that you might want to pull them aside and say, I'd really like to do this with your long lost brother. Right. Are you cool with that? But I sometimes you kind of want to be able to just say, This thing happened. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> I guess I'm just having a problem with this because I can't picture writing a backstory and giving it to the GM. Having it read? And, <laughs> <laughs> and having it read. Um, no, and considering any part of it to be off limits. Right. I would, if I write. If I write a backstory and I give it to, like, for instance, if I wrote a page of background for Scully, I would hope that Stu would read it and eventually pick on any part of that sure. and put it in the game. And for me to turn around and say, oh, except for this part, you right. can't do nothing with that, that just seems... I can't. Tr- I can't. Tr- I'm having trouble trucking with that. You See, know? And, and I think we're looking at it. Also, we're looking at it from an RP heavy standpoint. Like, yeah. what are the role playing reasons someone wouldn't be comfortable with this? I, I feel, and it, I'm just like supposing it may be like the min maxers who are more protective of their backstory because they don't want the weaknesses that come with those characters popping back up again. Well, they don't write the backstory right. first place. Right. I mean, but I'm. I'm but I mean. That makes more sense to me. If you're like, I don't uh-huh. want my character to have... Like, you want to have a cool character with a cool backstory, yeah. but you don't want any of the entanglements no that come with that. No, yeah. yeah. Like, it's sort okay. of like the Batman thing. Like, nobody I care about. But then suddenly yeah. he cares about everybody. He sleeps but, with everybody. Yeah. Tells everybody his, yeah. you know, secret identity. And, and suddenly you're like, how does that not circle back to you ever? <laughs> and Superman has kryptonite. And Spider-Man right. has Aunt May. And, you know... Right. All heroes have something. They have to. That's have how to. you make interesting stories. Yes. Is to have some sort of vulnerability somewhere. Something. Yeah. <clears throat> that's why you I mean that's what GMs are looking for. Not not necessarily not necessarily just liabilities, but they're also looking for ways to personalize plot hooks. Yep. You know? And he, that I I'm sure this guy was thinking, "Hey, I'm going to have they're they're going to find out that what, one of the creatures that that destroyed this this convent, mm-hmm. they have a lead on it to go out and go after them if yeah. they want. <clears throat> so, but I don't know. I'm kind of of the opinion, and maybe this is because I'm mostly GM. Mm-hmm. That that once you hand that piece of paper to the GM, it's open season. That the GM is limited to <clears throat> the state of your backstory. That you wrote at that moment, but where it goes from there, the sky should be the limit. I don't think the play the player should say, "Oh no, you can't kidnap so and so because." Yeah, me too. I agree. So and so is a. <clears throat> I could. I could. Fiftieth level death cleric. That there could potentially <laughs> yeah. be scenarios or nuances to what I put on paper or my seven or eight sentences I maybe talked about when we went around the room. That I might want to not, I was going to say backpedal, but that's not what I mean. Because I'm not going to give you five pages. So right. if you decide I have a fractious relationship with my mother, and I'm like, no, actually, I was kind of envisioning. I, I, could, I could see where, if it was important, me saying, no, I actually feel like I had a really nurturing upbringing and da-da-da, you know, if it matters. Right. I could see that kind of back and forth, but I I. I agree with you that I think for the most part it's kind of there. 
Now, you should be channeling Stork, though, because <laughs> as you guys are talking, I'm like, Stork would be like, no, they're going to fuck you over, and there are times <laughs> you should be able to say, right. you know. But, I mean, that's... You need a wig for people who are sitting here with <laughs> long hair. Do I, should I get a, get a wig yeah. for you? <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I kind of agree. It's like, like you ha- get to create your character. Mm-hmm. The GM gets to create and control the world. Everything so, else except for your character. Right. So once yeah. you create your character, you hand it over. Your character's backstory then becomes part of that world. That's right. Yeah. So while there's yeah. things, I definitely think like, especially if you know you have a sensitive player, you should kind of be like, "Hey, or talk to yeah." It says your mom disappeared. What if she was kidnapped yeah. by this demon and became the demon queen of Bubba? Like, like especially if it's something like that. That's a little yeah. extreme, but. <laughs> Well, wow. see, but, my mom is a demon. If I'm, if I'm a player, <laughs> and I say uh, um, I was orphaned at a young age, no my father was killed, my mother was taken away, I have no idea what happened to her. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, as a player, have the right of any veto over yeah. what becomes yep. of my character's mother. Whether it is the next big bad villain we have to fight, what an awesome chance to role play the big conflicted shit there, right? Yeah. Or because when when someone says to you, "I don't know what happened to my mother," and they write it down and they give it to you, yeah. they have put that in a box and wrapped it with nice Christmas wrapping and right. put a bow on top and said, "Here, GM, here, GM, this is for you." <laughs> what if, this is, what if this though, is how to fuck with my life? Exactly. My parents were paladins of Bahamut. <sighs> they both died gloriously in battle, and it's like, no, they didn't. You know, your father's still alive. He, you know, he totally abandoned the front line, and he did it. Like, is that okay? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> you know, because I mean, I, I, that would be cool I, to me. Pers- to me, but yeah, if, yeah, I, if, if awesome. I'm like following like, in my what? parents' footsteps, trying to be yeah. the great upholder thing, yeah. and then to find out one of the one of the you know the the, the idols I worship yeah. just shatters in front of me, and that would be fantastic. That would no, be I would awesome. think that was yeah. cool. Yeah. I could see where somebody else would be like, no, I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, if you have a very distinct idea of where you want your character to go, or maybe you don't want to be in the spotlight, too. If yeah. you're a little bit more of a shy player, and suddenly the GM is taking something from your backstory, and it's a major you know, through line of the plot, maybe that, that could make some players uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't think that's what happened here. No, I don't think so <laughs> I either. Think so either. I'm just like filling out right. the discussion a little bit with other possibilities. I wonder if you appeal to this I person like this too. I think this person's a control freak. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Are they a control freak? Have are they a newer player and they just thought, yeah. oh no, this is my hard line. This is my story. And why are you doing tweaking my story? But I'm wondering if you could appeal to them because he's like, uh, uh, that whole <laughs> this backstory is full of hooks. You know, this uh, these awesome hooks. You gave me these awesome hooks. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know. And now I can't use them. Yeah, but if you let them know, I think there's so much awesome stuff in I, your backstory. Maybe, maybe the player can give some clues because my my mm-hmm. guess is in this situation is this player was waiting for the opportunity to have a scene where they get to go back to the convent, mm-hmm. right? Uh huh. So maybe give a clue to that when you're writing the, when you're writing it. My my player character is a nun who grew up in a very famous convent of twentieth level clerics. <laughs> And I hope to go back and see my brethren again, or my sisters again. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that at least gives the GM a clue of what it is you're looking for yeah. in the yeah. future. Yeah. Um, and maybe that return will be bittersweet. 
Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's the thing. Even then, even if you're like, oh, and I hope to go back there someday, you may go back to find out that all of them are secretly worshippers of Cthulhu now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or or the place has been wiped out and there's only one left. Or, who, yeah, who like yeah. manages to kick the ass of everyone in your party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to prove how awesome they are. Yeah. And then it says, oh, no, the rest of us died. That's right, because they're 40th le- she's a 40th level nun right? Now, <laughs> you know, experience while you were gone. No, no, no. <laughs> but I, I, I think once you give it up, once you hand it over, <laughs> but I mean I, I don't know. So there's I, different I, kinds of players, and people are, are looking for different types things. Types of GMs too, like well, because yes. we built up kind of a trust relationship. I don't mind mm-hmm. like a backstory or a character I really care about. Yeah. Like, like there's also I mean I'm sure there's GMs out there who would be like, oh everybody, I kill everybody in your family, everybody, and you're just like, oh so. He wants know. everybody to have no family. Yeah. He's everybody. The, he's the reverse GM. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. It's backwards world where all it's the characters world. have families and the GM kills and them the all. The GM kills them all. <laughs> you have no family. You have no, you have family. no friends. <laughs> Nobody likes you. And you? You have no family. Vengeance is you your have no only friends. <laughs> and you? You have no family. That was my, you have no friends. That was my 4E game that I ran. The meta yeah. game. They were oh, all man. orphans. Their oh, backstories. that's amazing. Yeah. So you are that GM? No, I was just oh, okay. trying to go with it was a one shot. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Interesting. That was a good conversation. I like that. Jay, well, think, thank you, Jay, from yeah. Washington, D.C. Yeah. yeah. Land of Hookers and Blow. <laughs> D.C. The Land of Hookers and Blow. I was going to say, little rainbows appearing above your head, clouds, <laughs> unicorns with wings, and martini glasses. <laughs> martini glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I want a picture of it. Unicorn with a martini glass. <laughs> it's amazing. Didn't Dancing to the land of hookers and hip blow. One of your uh, laser pony ponies. Uh, one of them had beer, I think. Ah, uh, okay. And then they had I, a lot of weapons. I knew it had some sort of <laughs> yeah booze. <laughs> does the the bot doesn't tell us to drink? That bot is not telling us to drink, is it? I think it. No, well, no, 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 no. Yeah, it says drink. <laughs> no, well, it's it's for the people in the chat room. It's saying, hey, follow us on YouTube and Instagram. Drink. Drink. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, it's all not right. us. Okay. Tell the host to That's drink. not legally binding, right? No. That's not a legally binding drink? No, okay. it's not. <laughs> no, eventually, with the po- with the, the beers that they earn in the chat room, they're going to be able to make us drink and toast to them. Got it. So okay. they'll earn them. They'll be able to spend them on a bunch of random stuff that are rewards and things. And one of the things is having us toast to them in, right. on the, during the game, or during this. So uh, let me just say a, a couple of things that I'm mulling over, and I'm always looking for other ideas. Um, for the Patreon, mm-hmm. for those of you who want to support the show, you can go to the Patreon. Uh, is it HappyJacksOver slash Patreon? Did I put that link up yet? I wonder if that link works. It's on the webpage. It's on the webpage, but I just, <laughs> I'm just curious. Everything is accurate on the webpage, because I do the webpage. Everything has always been accurate <laughs> on the webpage. Um, yes, it has. Um, <laughs> you're whispering with a mic on. I know. I <laughs> okay, yeah. It, it does. It does. It works. Okay. You go if you go, you go to happyjacks.org slash Patreon. It'll take you to the okay, perfect Patreon page. But it <laughs> takes you to a weird. No, it doesn't take you to the Patreon page. It's taking you to happyjacks.org, but there's a link to the Patreon page. Yes. No, the no, link no, to the, the Patreon, Patreon page does not actually work. It should be there. Why? It totally worked before. Okay. All right. Did you change the Patreon page? I, d- I didn't do shit. Dude, Tom's has sixty nine beers. Who? Tom's. Okay. The link on the sidebar works, but not the link in the middle. We're good. So if you go to uh, happyjacks.org, if you, go, if you click on the Patreon link on happyjacks.org, if you want to support the show, you can support the show. One of the things I'm thinking about doing is is a, um, 
setting a goal for the number of for the, uh, the support the monthly support we get and I'll redo or, or I'll do another session or season maybe like 10 episodes mm-hmm. of the GM briefing oh, cool. but it would be just for the Patreon mm-hmm. people so maybe I, one level mm-hmm. of uh, maybe like they can give you ideas for the actual plays or give the GM well, like that's the other GM thing yeah. the other thing box. I'm thinking is is it, having like a separate chat room I was thinking about using Slack but I think Slack's going to be too unwieldy with that many people but having yes. a separate chat room <clears throat> that I would have up when I'm running games that you can go to and it's really? that's the only chat room I look at Discord use Discord is that what no he can't do Discord it's in my Discord's an audio thing oh, I can't do but that but it's also text that's true it's exactly like Slack except you can make your channel open so people can just go to it and you can use audio if you want. Okay. Well, I, I'm not sure what I'll use, but it, it, it'll be something. So if you if you have an idea or, or suggestion on something when when, uh, when we're running cool. a game and you think when it's things to go a certain way, you can put it in that, and I'll have it in big text so it's like right in front oh, of me. Oh, oh, oh! So like when you're running, yeah, yeah. So they yeah, can give yeah. him stuff in real time. So he's already running Slack. Oh. So they can be like, hey, so-and-so just did this. Let's do this to them. Right. Actually, it can't be Slack because I'm already using Slack for the yeah. players. But it, well, it'll just show you another no- notification so you just switch to the other channel. You can just create a new you team. You have to invite yeah. people to, have to Yeah, but I have Slack. to create a new team. And, you'd have and to then I have to switch have to between teams. Oh. And remember to switch You have back. two devices. Just one I already have one <laughs> device that I have to have all the actual Three game devices. stuff on. <laughs> um, so anyway, that that's something I'm thinking about as well. Like Forget that. Yeah. And then... <laughs> And I, I just want to mention, I started rereading 4th edition L5R rules again. I very much want to be involved in that, because I've never played L5R, and it sounds really awesome. It's a, it's a <laughs> very fun game. I really love the setting. I, I really love the I, setting. I want to play in that. I have an answer to that. I yeah. want to go to there. Okay. <laughs> right. It's over. It's done. From Flying Jackalope. Who would like to read Flying Jackalope's a mail? No one wants to. I think I got the problem fixed. Pre-script. Someone, some of the some of the base was rolled up really high for some reason. We, oh, okay. we rewired Hello, some stuff. Because I'm like, my hair is always yeah, throw. all over the place. What a brother knows. <laughs> Pardon? I said, because my hair is always all over the place. Yeah. It, it, so now I'm I like, can't hear it. Okay, Me too. Cool. But before it was like. <laughs> <laughs> It was just like that. And You're I'm like, making wow, like the that? microphone was motorboating. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Prescript. Like, this shush. This is a really long thank you email. I don't know if you're going to want to read it on the air. Obviously, <laughs> we are. No. Please leave this pages. section out. <laughs> Stage directions. Uh, yeah. I finally finished the backlog, and I'll have you know it took me about a year. And I only choked on the nutty bits about three times. <laughs> I hate when they say that. That would be season bits. six yeah. and season three. Three, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to extend my thanks and gratitude to you, douchebags. I discovered this podcast sometime around January 2015 after listening to a Pathfinder podcast I discovered on Imager. Imger. On Imager? Yes. Is that where I should go to promote <coughs> the show? Is Imager? <coughs> Imager is an image host. I don't know. Probably Reddit. Yeah, probably right. But it's he he found it on Imager. That was how many years ago though? Did he say it? a year? Oh. A year and well almost but, two years. But Imager is an image host. It's not a I know. But he found it on there. Pictures of you that will get so many <laughs> really <laughs> awesome pictures of all those. <laughs> like that'll drop people and that'll be great. 
I listened to that AP. A picture of my armpit with my arm closed, because sometimes if you get the right like angle right, it looks like a woman's crotch. Well, that'll get tons of <laughs> we'll just post pictures of the puppies. <laughs> Golden Lasso Dog and Happy Jack's Dog. Like, right. pictures together, it'll bring in tons of people. <laughs> They'll be really confused when they I get want, here. I want Stu's arm full. I don't want Stu's arm fold. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> you'll look at it and be turned on, and you'll be super. Oh, confused. that's hot! Oh, click through. Oh, uh, he's not wearing a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll feel sullied and unusual. Uh, this is different. Oh, dear, I listened to that ape. <laughs> it's Imgur. It's not Imager, by the way. Ermager. 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 I listened Sorry, to that AP and found myself <laughs> wanting more, so I looked up D&D on my Pocket Casts app, what? and you were the first to pop up. No shit! Really? No. We're good at some stuff. That's awesome! Everyone should be using Pocket Casts. Yeah, By everybody. the way, best app out best there app for ever. your podcatcher. Ever. I'm downloading <laughs> it right now. <laughs> Fairly new to the hobby, I wasn't sure what these different games were, but there were two that caught my eye. Eldamy and... Oddly enough, Inukai. <gasps> yeah. It's almost as if we thought about bringing up fourth right? edition of L5R. Right. As I mentioned, the only AP I had listened to before was Pathfinder. And though they did a large amount of RP, there were plenty of combats. This led me to not being sure I was going to enjoy Inukai entirely. I felt like the game was taking a while to pick up and the story with the bandits wasn't going anywhere. And suddenly it took a turn for the dramatic. After all, two days! <laughs> two is the most dramatically appropriate amount of time. <laughs> and that's exactly yeah. Dave unzipped and put it on the table. Yeah. Yep. Two days. <laughs> two days. We will solve this in two days. Yes. <laughs> did he? Did they? I did, that's I exactly what he, Yes, they did. They told it in two days? That they had no leads. None. none at all. We they all they like had no idea what had been going on. <laughs> <laughs> they had been there for a day or two or a couple days. I don't remember how long. And they had no, they were no closer to knowing who was going out and robbing stuff than they did when they were in their own city far away hearing of the story for yeah. the first time. And please tell me, you were going, 22 hours left. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you listened to that? 23 hours left. Have you listened to that? Uh, only Have the you? first couple of episodes. Okay. The first Not one is when it happened, I think. That's when he said. No, he said two days. It, in the I originally was going to do it in the one as a one shot. Maybe maybe it ran two sessions. Yeah, it okay. ran two sessions. Yeah. Um, uh, after all, two days is the most dramatically appropriate amount of time. Suddenly, these three meatheads had no time to spare. <laughs> the tension spiked, and I felt like maybe these guys weren't going to survive the session. <laughs> it was the greatest thing I've ever heard, and I fell in love Yay. with the Inakai game and this group. Kadev. Thank you for airing towards the dramatic. <laughs> Yay. I believe there is no better way to air. Yeah. Between the two days phrase and the comment about killing Kimmy's goat, <laughs> I had no choice but to dive deep into the cesspool you all call the backlog. And for that, I thank you. Oh, I had no choice but to dive deep into the cesspool you call. <laughs> yeah. Phrasing. If, just, yeah, if you watch the, the hot seat episodes in the back, Kind of right behind, like usually where my head is. There's a little air conditioning unit, and there's a little goat sitting on top of that air conditioning unit. It's because Dave felt so bad for killing my goat. So he bought my you character's, a goat. Yeah, my character's goat in the Traveler game that he brought me a little goat. So he's now always forever in my little workshop. Nice, thank you. Nice, Stu. Thank you for starting the podcast, oh. staying true to episode zero. Thank you, and not Yay. being afraid to evolve the show. Yep. Yep. As the principal host, you have shown us 
to not be afraid of killing our babies by rolling with the punches and being open to new technologies, ideas, and suggestions. I hope you never grow tired of producing this wonderfully mixed podcast anytime soon. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Stork? Who's not here? He might be listening. Nah. He's not. Can I just pass this paragraph then? Because... No, <laughs> right, read it. no, you gotta read it. Stork, sometimes the voice of reason and sometimes a cocksure sorcerer who... No, I'm kidding. Stork, sometimes the voice of reason and sometimes a cocksure sorcerer who walks down the wrong tunnel. I enjoy the <laughs> chemistry that you and Stu have. A chemistry that can only be achieved from constantly arguing behind the scenes about other things... <laughs> That it doesn't leave much room for arguing on the show. Right. <laughs> I can tell because that's how I am with my brothers. Oh, and um, actual, actually, Kimmy's 4E game had the ghost children. Stu's 4E game had the goblins that the party murderized before finding out their village was being held hostage. Stop mixing them up, or don't. I'm not a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Kimmy, achoo, ma'am. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. <laughs> I can almost hear that. <laughs> Jackercon was so long ago, you probably don't remember to what I'm referring. Oh. I was the young man who made the mistake of being respectful and calling you man. Uh. What you didn't know is that I was also the one who sent Stu all the time stamps on your sneezes. <laughs> oh, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Having that little side quest made it more exciting to get through the backlog. <laughs> Thank you. That's very sweet. And I totally remember you, and it's totally fine. I was totally joking. Oh, let, me the play the, let me play the, the, the squishy one. <laughs> I had no idea that your sneeze had a precursor of an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dragon gurgle. It's a dragon gurgle. <laughs> it's this weird burp I do Yeah. that's not really a burp. Because nothing actually leaves. I have no idea what you're talking about. You haven't heard this here. <laughs> no, but I've heard it. No, I've heard it. Okay. I've yeah. heard it. That's, that was sarcasm. It's not a burp. It's like no, stuff's it's, just moving around. It's a gurgly type thing. Interesting. Finally. Medical wonder. <laughs> changing the subject now. Back to the email. Finally, I'd probably have something to say to Tyler, Tappy, and so many other folks, but this email is long enough. I'll get off your knobs now. <laughs> and let you guys get back to entertaining and informing so many others just like me. Thank you for showing me what this hobby can be like and for keeping me company during the lonely, boring times at work. Aww. Nice. Hi, Ro, as in Glyphics from Texas. Flying Jackalope on the forums, sometimes Blue yeah. Jay in the original chat. P.S. I've attached two drawings that were semi-inspired by your games. The first is for the EOTE game, Mm -hmm. uh, Edge of the Empire, Edge of the Empire game, Mm -hmm. which, if I were any good at lettering, I'd finish the poster. I imagine these flyers all over the place as the Empire flyers all over the place as the Empire continues to try to maintain its grasp post Darth Vader. It would say top text, only you, and then there's a picture of Darth Vader pointing like the old Uncle (laughs) Sam would. It's a really cool picture. Oh, he's showing it to the camera, huh? Cool. Oh, Only wait, you, wait, and on the bottom... Let me switch. Wait. There you go. Yay. Perfect. Top oh, text. Up a little bit so we can see the other one. There you go. Excellent. Good. Top text. Only you, bottom text, can prevent rebel scum. <laughs> By brushing twice a day. 
The second is a preliminary <laughs> sketch of Dave's first duel. I hope you guys like them. Nice. Excellent. Totally. And we are still looking for more artwork. Um, we've started start the, the decorative process of the room here. We actually haven't, but we're, we're ready to start the decorative <laughs> nope. process. No, no, no. Look, if everyone notices, the logo behind you yeah. is much more polished looking. You didn't... You, didn't you can see... Bob, the head, is like... Is it Bob? Actually, is that his name? We agreed. That's what you said. I want him named Bob. Bob well, is awesome. Everyone needs a skull named Bob. I feel Bob. like the Patreon should be able to name him. They can no, name him. it has to be Bob. But I you need to figure Bob. out how to make little lights in the eyes. That's easy. Yeah, you can do that. So do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next Halloween, I'll buy a couple of orange LEDs. I, I have LEDs. I can just wire them. It'll be fine. Is it the... Poke it, holes from under here, yeah. up in, and there's a little. It's, it's battery powered. It'll even flash. <laughs> Pretty cool. Nice. Cosplay's awesome. And we can actually have Bob. <laughs> then I need some like porn novels. Yeah, you totally do. Some <laughs> bodice rippers over there. Because Bob likes porn. Bob likes yeah. I know. He likes smutty. And I need to. I want to sign. And I, I'm, I'm gonna. I may have to buy a wood burner and just do it myself. But I want to sign that says accorded neutral ground. Oh, oh nice! Yeah, territory. Oh, by the way, I have started reading um, mm. the uh, mm. uh, Dresden Accelerated. I am so jealous that I, you got a copy. Of I that. back. I backed the Fate Core Kickstarter, and I got an email from Fred Hicks saying, yeah. "Hey, by the way, if you back this, you can come here and get your stuff." That's awesome. I might have got to see a proof of the wines <laughs> and the. <laughs> Well, yeah. I just that was that's. But, but if I ever run Fate, that is the Fate I would want to run. Yes. Because I freaking love Dresden Files. Yes, that's cool. But I'd probably run it in groups. I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I have, you're I, not, have, you're I have Dresden Dresden Files. <laughs> right. Well, see, Dresden Files is, was kind of I, I, when it was out in the stores because you can't find it anymore, and that's kind of what like a 2.0 or 2.5 yeah, version like, of Fate. Fate 2.0 or Spirit of the Century or something like that. I don't remember exactly. And it was a little pricey yeah. at the time. Yeah, it was. But now I've got this, and the price was perfect. <laughs> the, yeah. the price was, I already paid for this, and right. didn't know I was getting it. And it is, it, it is a source, it's source material, and it's a game. And, and the source material, boy, you better be up on all the books before yeah. you even open it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will tell you I heard that. it contains many spoilers for some of the other books. <laughs> right up, yeah, right up front. Yeah, it's like, here's a list of all of the characters who did a certain thing. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> so How far into it are you? How many do you have to go? Uh, so I haven't progressed past the last time we spoke about it. Okay. Where he was going down to another country with... Chichen Itza? Yes. Okay, so yeah, you've got four books no. to go. That's changes, isn't it? Uh, th- that's the one where <coughs> his girlfriend comes back. Chichen Itza. Because mm-hmm. that's changes. Oh, okay. I believe that's changes. You've got. F- I think you've yeah. got four more books. Yeah, you got a while wow. to go, dude. Damn. And if you start now, what do you mean? And read damn. them. And read them. Sixty. You have so many books left. We're all no, sitting I, around. I know, but I thought I was farther along than that, and I have a list of books to read as long as my arm. You need to put them finish to the side first. and just finish those. And just finish it. Yeah. Seriously. Because you're gonna, I was, I'm telling you right now, after changes, you are going to shit yourself when you get into the other books. You're really gonna, you're now gonna go, there's a reason good. to keep reading. You're going to go, oh my God, <laughs> I didn't think things could get worse. 
Really? The tabs like worse? Give you so oh my god! You have cold no days, idea. Skin job, like you've got all these things left. Oh, cold days. A uh-huh. Ghost story. Yeah. Ghost story. <laughs> well, I, okay. Ghost I, story was the one I was like. You know mm-hmm. what? I listened to them, and when I heard when I when James Marsters went back and read, and oh. I, I I feel really bad for the guy who did the narration for the audiobooks because mm-hmm. it was James Marsters all the way up to Ghost Story, and then he was unavailable. Oh. So they had this other guy do it. And I, I'm listening, I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> this is not my guy. This, this is, is not is Harry Dresden. That is not the right voice for Karen. <laughs> what the fuck? Right? And I listen to it, I'm like, the whole time, I'm just hating it. I'm absolutely fucking hating it. And I, and I, 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 I was talking to Heather a couple days ago, because I just finished the whole thing finally a week ago. Mm. And I'm like, and I listened to the, I got the James Marsters version of it, and I listened to it, and I'm like, there's so much stuff I missed because I was just angry. Because you were angry that, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can say that I'm not... I don't care about spoilers. And sometimes... Yeah, I don't want to say them on the air. Though. No, 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 I know. Of course, I would never do that. Um, I, I, personally, I don't care about spoilers. And oftentimes, if it's something I'm really, really into, I'll go specifically look them up so that I kind of have some idea what's coming. Right. So I know some of the major plot points that happen... But yeah, it just gets worse. Um, uh, oh, uh, another book that just came out, James S. A. Corey, Babylon's Ashes, the next Expanse novel just came, just dropped. I'm about oh. about a third of the way through it. I got, I'm waiting for something interesting to happen. I got. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's, I'm only a third of the way. I got caught up in Warcraft novels. So I've been. <coughs> I've been reading a lot of those. That's okay. I mean, there are people who read D&D novels, too. I have a whole bunch of those, which I read. You know what? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I just got to say. All right? I'll let you finish. I, I'll, I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> I used to read tons and tons and tons and tons of D&D novels. Forgotten Realms, Dragonlance, all the Ravenloft <laughs> ones. I went and started reading some of the newer ones. They don't hold up as good. Are you sure you're not just like an adult now and your expectations are higher? <laughs> no, because I've gone back and reread Dragonlance and I'm like, this is good. Well, you also have the nostalgia that now, makes it good. Who's the author of the ones that you really that like? Matters. Of the ones that I really like? Um, Weiss and Hickman and uh, who's the dude that does Drizzt? Um, oh, oh, Salvatore. 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 Yeah. And um, so I read, I read the Dritz, not the Crystal Shard and yeah. the, those, but I read the the Dritz. Like the Menzo Baranzan? Yes. Yeah. I thought they were really good. Yeah. I think he's a good, yeah. really good writer. Yeah. They're not like, like they're not, you're not going to find like Tolkien-esque descriptions of stuff like That's that. That's what I liked about it. Hey. <laughs> no, no, no. Because there was like story. I find that and refreshing. things happen that were I interesting. Find that it's not just a that, character bitching for that, five chapters well, no, about how much he wants to go home. But you have in D and D books. You're missing D&D all books, that description of food on a table. I mean, right. really, See, thing, your life is missing it. In D and D books, they say, "Dude walked by a tree." In Tolkien, he says, "And lo." Behold, verily and forsooth, did he walk by the tree, and the tree was great in its growing, and its leaves were awesome and green, and each individual branch was fine, and well watered and tended and trimmed with care. And, and in like, ages past, that and tree in ages was past, planted. That tree was called Telperion. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay. 
And the bark of the tree reminded him of the oak, oak and wood paneling of his home. Exactly. And how exactly. comfortable his home was. And his fine spread. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, and he became homesick. Yes. So th- there, is, there is something refreshing about going back to a book where it's just like, you know what? I- I'm going to assume that the reader knows what a tree looks like. And when I say he walked by a tree, he can picture a tree in his head and knows what that looks like. And it doesn't matter what kind of tree it is. It doesn't matter what kind of tree it is, because it doesn't matter what kind of tree it is. It totally does. (laughs) Well, in Tolkien it does, because because ages ago that tree was, you know, it was a tree ant and whatever, or an ant. Is he in or out? He's asleep. He's right here. My dog is good. Oh, that's because he's not out there because he was making a lot of noise scratching up my paint. (laughs) She's curling herself again. She's like starting on the other side, running up. See, what is that? That, that him? That he just went over there to check on her because now he's worried about her. I'll let him out. <laughs> I'll do it. It's okay. It's easier for me to get over there. I don't think that's gonna make her stop barking. It might. You know what? Give him, give him treats. Give him denta, <laughs> denta chews. She was talking for like ten minutes. But that's ten minutes. <laughs> Dahlia is very, very upset that she's not inside. Yeah. <coughs> the border collie part of her is going, What the fuck? I'm one of you. Let me in. All right. A request for science fiction help. <coughs> uh, that's yep. probably you since Kimmy's up and wandering. Okay. And I just want to hit on this one a little bit because after I, I put the emails together, I realized... I think this might be able to be a whole topic. Oh, maybe, I thought it was interesting. Dun, dun, or maybe a, even a series. Okay. <laughs> a mini a series. series. A very special series. That's another thing we maybe could do for Patreon, like have a like a like a, a, a series on a specific topic. There's a word for that, and I can't think of it right now. <coughs> a series? No. Um, <laughs> I can't believe my phone didn't wake up. A track. Said a version a of track? series. Oh, okay. A track. I'll think of it. It'll be. I'll be uh, halfway home. A seminar I'll call track. You. A seminar. Yeah, like a seminar. <laughs> oh, a series of yeah of sem- seminars on a specific topic. Sorry, that's your own fault. No, I'm just offending <laughs> everybody. Yeah, I'm sorry. Who wants to read this? Okay, hello, kings and queens of genital cleansing. Huh. I don't think you actually know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading in today with a quick question about transitioning from DMing fantasy to science fiction. I've run a few fantasy campaigns in GURPS. <coughs> oh, you Sorry. You forgot. I know. No, you forgot to do the... Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Uh, I should the, just have a soundboard. I was going to say, where's the soundboard of that? It's not as fun. I'm a walking soundboard. It's probably better for your voice, but... Yeah. It's, I'll just, it's, it's a couple times an episode. It's not a big deal. Uh, nothing super long or anything. I think the longest campaign I did was about 12 sessions. And while I enjoy the system, I feel like I get bogged down with the rules uh, too often for me t- uh, to enjoy DMing the system. Adding the GURPS ultra tech rules on top of that sounds like a nightmare to me. So I have uh, convinced my group... Uh, into playing a Savage World science fiction campaign. Mm -hmm. The campaign is going to be a sort of Firefly, Star Wars, Fringe, Guardians of the Galaxy with some Indiana Jonesing thrown in. All the good stuff. Uh, Basically flying around in a grungy space setting finding (coughs) ancient alien artifacts. My question is simple. What kind of problems am I going to have to prepare for while running a sci-fi game rather than a fantasy game? Any tips on running sci-fi would be much appreciated. Regards, Alan A. P. 
PS obligatory, obligatory postscript. I don't run science fiction for these specific reasons. When you run fantasy, even when you run modern day, getting from point A to point B can be an adventure. When you do that in science fiction, depending on the level, you can instantaneously go from point A to point B. Or it might be a boring week aboard ship. Or it might be a boring week in you know a room not much bigger than what we're sitting in now. So there's no real opportunity for adventure. You, you, and on top of that, when you run fantasy or, or modern, you tend to um, kind of stay in one location. Like this game is set in Los Angeles. So Los Angeles becomes the setting and, you know, sure, Utah and Nevada exists, but do you ever go there? Maybe not. In science fiction, you've got entire, <coughs> an entire planet mm -hmm. that can now become your home local. base. Local. Mm -hmm. That can become local. Thank right. you. Yeah, exactly. It can become local because you can hop in a spaceship or, you know, whatever transport and make it halfway around the world in a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. So... Um, those are things that I think you'll probably have to deal with. I, I, I have found that there is a big... And this is one of the things I, I think I want to talk about at length at a later time. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference between running a fantasy game and, and running a science fiction game. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and it has nothing to do with the technology. Mm -hmm. It has to do... And I haven't quite nailed down exactly what it is. But it has to do with travel. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it has to do with the fact that if I'm going to go from this star system to this star yeah. system, there is, there might as well be, and there usually literally is, nothing in between them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas if you're running a game and I'm, I'm, we're here and we're going to go to those mountains that we can see off we of the We can see right there. Mm -hmm. They're right there. And, there and, and those mountains might be 15 or 20 miles away. But that's where we're headed. You're going to pass three or four villages on the way to those mountains because there's going to be streams and mm -hmm. rivers that you're going to pass along the way where inevitably there have been uh, there's a, a crossroads or there's a little harbor or there's whatever an it is. cave right over there at the base of the mountain. Right. There's, there's all you know, kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah. That you and and there's something and and this may have to do with role players in general. Almost all of us start in fantasy. Sure. Yeah. Right. I think we are, as a subgroup of people, very at home in fantasy. Mm -hmm. Even if it, even if it's not a setting that we know very well or that we're making up on the fly, the tropes of it are really ingrained in what yeah. we do. Whereas the tropes for science fiction are so varied yeah. and so different. Mm -hmm. Depending on what kind of science fiction you're talking about, you, it's it's almost talking about fantasy and science fiction. Fantasy, ninety nine percent of people think of European medieval, whatever. Mm -hmm. When you think of L five R, do you consider that fantasy? Yes, but I'm only because tiny, I also yeah. grew up on Oriental adventures in eighteen. Okay, <laughs> right, <So>. but. <laughs> Usually, you think of that genre outside of because when you think of fantasy, you think European, Knights, right? Dragons, yeah. 
science fiction is such a broad category. Mm-hmm. If you look at all of the stuff that can happen within science fiction, yeah, Star but Wars, I, but Star I think, Trek, Firefly, uh, you know, it's just. But I think that's where Battlestar Galactica, Battlestar Galactica, like how you're going to color the sci-fi you decided to play. Tech does come into that a little bit. Because um, are you going to make, you know, are, are people going to be able to get from here to there super fast? Right. Is it, you know, warp speed? Or are we going to be able to jump? You know, is it, like you are saying, is it Star Trek or is it Battlestar Galactica? Or is it The Expanse? Or mm-hmm. So I think you do have to color that. But you, I don't know. I guess you're right, though. There are a lot of different flavors of sci-fi and not just hard sci-fi or... Soft sci-fi. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, com- compare Star-, Star Wars and Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one is supposed more hard science fiction than the other is. One has space wizards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. It's fantasy. And, if, and, 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 and in now, our in our tropes for science fiction, very rarely are the details of travel ever covered. Mm-hmm. I mean. Look at the look at the horrendous ma- system map that they created for the Firefly role playing game, uh-huh. <clears throat> which is a star system with like twelve or fifteen stars in it. Yeah, all revolving all around each other around and each revolving other. around the other ones that are revolving around the middle one. It's crazy because they tried to put together the game setting based on the travel time they're guessing at in the in the fifteen episodes from the, sh- episodes, from the shows, right? The movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but if you look at what is our major trope for fantasy? Number one, we just bitched about it, or I just bitched about it. Hit points. No, 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 not not, not, tro- not trope. Tolkien. Our source. Tolkien. Tolkien. Oh, Tolkien. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got any idea how long it takes to get from one place to the other in Tolkien? I could probably almost tell right. you exactly. <laughs> because so he tells even you. Though, <laughs> so even even though even though I uh, storytelling wise I, I find it terrible. It setting wise, mm-hmm. it tells you exactly what that life and what that world is like. Yeah. What's the what's the world like for the average Joe who's not an officer in Starfleet? You're asking me I don't watch Star Trek. Okay. You stand anyone. in the hallway and you pretend it's journey gear that's not really there. That's totally an episode. And it had like Ashley Judd and somebody else. <laughs> but, <laughs> it was but, one. I can't remember what it's called. But you could also say, What's it like for the average Stormtrooper yeah. in you know sure. yeah. Star exactly. Wars, yeah. right? What's he doing most of the time? He's just going to be standing right. there. Going, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm on the Death Star. No, he, he hangs out. What's in the it mess like? Hall. What's it like for the average business owner in on Tatooine? Right in Mos Eisley. Well, that you might get a little bit of insight there, maybe. No, because all that you actually know of Mos Eisley from the movies. I'm not talking about all the books that people went off and did 400 books about, but is it? It's a wretched. Hive of scum and villainy. Sure, and they have a really great band. (laughs) (laughs) Horribly embarrassing name, Uh, but but my point is, you don't get a lot of you don't get all of the details of it. So even when you're trying to come up with a setting, or you're Mm -hmm. using a setting that you know, you don't have a complete picture of it. Mm -hmm. I've noticed this in the Star Wars in the Star Wars game, like travel times, and the book. Some books they don't help much. Well, I mean, you know, you got light speed. You just get there. You know, I mean, like, right? You just and they don't talk about how long stuff takes. You yeah. watch the movies. You don't really know how long did it take Luke to get from 
when they when they left Hoth and he and he went to well I can tell you that it took about 15 minutes to get from Tatooine to where Alderaan was because they did a cutscene to something else and that other cutscene lasted 15 minutes well, and then they came back and they well, were Well, and then it, it always takes as long <laughs> as it takes for the fuzzy wipe to go across the screen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, but, <laughs> but how much time is passing? Yeah, I don't know. Right? Nobody knows. And that's, and that's <laughs> the thing. They're never really clear about that, at least in Star Wars, uh, because they do the cutscenes and, y- you know, you'll see... You'll see Han Solo up in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon going, okay, we're in light speed, and then they cut something else, and they come back, and he's watching them play chess, and then he goes, oh, well, we're here, so i got to go land. So you never actually... Did they play one chess game? Or Or 800. Right. Have they been playing chess for a month straight? Yeah. Right. And the the other thing is, in a fantasy game, if you're going at those mountains right over there that are 15 or 20 miles away, you can probably make an an educated guess of how long it's going to take you. But in a modern game or a science fiction game, your players can just go, I don't know, how long is it going to take me? It's going to take me that long, exactly. Right. Because they've got the technology. Right. You know, it, it doesn't need to become a thing because you can, they can just pull it up and say, yeah, it'll take us this long. I think one of the things that might help with that um, in, in these games is one of the things that made all, because in Battlestar Galactica, all they did was travel. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't a lot of stopping. Right. So that political atmosphere, having it not just be the party on the ships that they're on, for some reason, maybe they have refugees they're working with, maybe one of the refugees isn't trustworthy. Like, adding that person-to-person type of adventure in a small space can be a whole different type of thing. I think they it was had a whole season that was nothing but moving. Well, when they were jumping from place oh, to place. Yeah. Almost, most of the series. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're well, always on the move. There's, I think yeah. there's one season when they're on a planet. Yeah, yeah which the, is the, the, the one where the... New Caprica. New Caprica. Yeah. New Caprica. Yeah. The Battlestar Galactica is a lot like um, Walking Dead. Yeah. That the, mm-hmm. the bad guys are sometimes the zombies. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, it's the people around it's the you. other people, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's—I mean—that's what Battlestar Galactica is. I mean, ninety percent of of the conflicts that happen in Battlestar Galactica are amongst the people there. A couple months, just as a total aside, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. I noticed that they had the original Battlestar Galactica on Netflix. I was like, oh. I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen this since I was a kid. I'm gonna start watching this. Oh, this is awful. <clears throat> no shit. <laughs> oh, this is bad. I think I made it through like 15 minutes before I was like, nah, I'm done. <laughs> How many stars did it get? I don't know. I'll bet you it's like four. <laughs> Probably because it's retro and everybody is giving, you know, oh retro nostalgia stuff high marks. But mm-hmm. it does not hold up well. No. Mm-hmm. At all. Do you, do you think some of the, some of his touch points, though, are not on the heavy sci-fi end of that that spectrum though. I mean like hard science fiction versus Yeah, because I mean you're looking at Firefly to me is like a It's a western. western. Yeah. Yeah, See, Star Wars is a fantasy. Star Wars is a fantasy. Star it's Wars is also yeah. Star Wars is also a western. Some, yeah, well, no, yeah, cuz it's some, the thing about science fiction in the chat room yeah. has brought this up is sci-fi is all about interpersonal relationships. Like fantasy is more about the group and their relationship to the world. Where I think in sci-fi especially, it's kind of, there's always this element of how does humanity stay humanity and connected when we can travel light years. So it's that that kind of, that element of making those connections is almost the adventure in and of itself. Kind of, yeah. Because even when you're looking at like Star Trek, which is about going to places and exploring, it fundamentally comes back to 
how are these people interacting with the people they find and each other on this like epic mission for years and years and years? Right. That's why you have all the episodes where you literally <laughs> are just in the holodeck hanging out. Mm-hmm. So you like <laughs> what do these people do on their day off? Let's see. <laughs> That's an interesting episode. So then yeah. you get that idea of who they are as people. Mm-hmm. Rather than you know just having the kind of monster of the week, even though that was also a big thing too. Yeah. Yes. Disagree. No, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. But I think there's more to it <clears throat> because there's a freedom of movement that exists in most science fiction that doesn't exist in fantasy. Because when you're in fantasy, you're here. Mm-hmm. If you want to go here mm-hmm. to get there, you have to pass through all of this stuff. And in a lot of fantasy, you don't have to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. But you can also make choices to get away from each other. You can split the party if you want to do things. You can't, That's one of the interesting things to me about sci-fi is you are stuck in a little tin can most of the time. Until you get to a planet. Right. And then you're not. Right. And then you're back in kind of the fantasy. So you, you go back and forth, which is an, always an interesting dynamic, at least as a player. Definitely hard to plan for as a GM. The, that's the biggest... To yeah. me, that's the biggest challenge with science fiction Mm -hmm. is being able to prep because you really don't don't know know where they're going to go go. you know if you can get an idea and I think I've done this I think I did this maybe in the Star Wars game Mm -hmm. once or twice where I said where are you guys going to go to next yeah because we had to plan ahead I'm not going to guess and I'm not going to prep something where we're not going to go so yeah. they and I think there was a couple times where I asked that question, mm-hmm. and they said, "Oh, I think we're going to go here and then here." I'm like, "Okay, good." Yeah, and that makes sense because it's hard to know. That's very true. Where ha, uh, you have all of space. Yeah, you can right. go anywhere you want, and that, and that I mean that's part of the problem. The other thing is all of the added technology. I mean, we talk about how how magic and technology, or people have talked about how magic and technology. Story-wise, are almost the same thing, but mm-hmm. they're really not. No. Mm-hmm. Because technology, especially today, compared to what we knew in like '77 when you know, role-playing games first started happening, we really have a concrete idea today what it's like to be able to have a computer in your pocket that uh-huh. is connected to yeah. the some total knowledge of, of the of, of the yeah. world, yeah. as opposed to. Yeah. And this computer will fit in only one room, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and not just that, but you never get lost. Yeah, yeah. And just all of the stuff that goes along with technology, just for, at the level that we understand it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that that brings its own challenges. Magic is different. Magic it, magic breaks breaks physical laws. Technology doesn't. Mm-hmm. So they're really two different things. But technology does things... Technology redefines what we think the laws are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fantasy just ignores them. Okay. And it seems... But we seem to be more prepared to deal with with magic in games. I mean, GMs, mm-hmm. generally. Because we're used to that it being that, etern- that, that wrench-throwing thing. But there's something... I mean... It's hard to run certain types of mystery games in a science fiction setting because information is so ubiquitous. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, if like if there's some forgotten lore, unless it's like really forgotten by you know millions of years or something like that, 
it's easy to find stuff out. I mean, in the last um, Traveler game I ran, the party, because I, I, I the, way, the way I prep, this guy disappears, um, your asset wants, wants you to find him, mm-hmm. so go out and find him. Well, we're going to go check the, the camera, security cameras at the starport, and we're going to check the, the dispatch things for for the, this this cab company, and we'll it's do, all about we'll just, we'll just run a search for his RFID tag, you know, and yeah. right. <laughs> it, it's all about going through, and you did, and you found got stuff, and you're able to figure out what was going on. But I mean, th- that's a different kind of procedure that you're going to use for that sort of thing in a science fiction game yeah. than you're going to use in a fantasy game. It's like someone's missing. How are we going to find them? This is a real conundrum. How well, the fuck do you try to find someone? In that's, a fantasy, right? That's, that's why when I run Call of Cthulhu, if I'm going to run modern day stuff, I always run it early 80s. Right. The t- technology is not quite as ubiquitous. Because mm-hmm. now, if you try and run, it, it's a lot uh, It's a lot more challenging to run a traditional call game with today's technology, I think, than it is when you don't have that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. There's just so much of, so much of that game... They can just go, uh, I don't know, I will Google that. Right. You know, library, The they have a skill called library use. And if your library is Google, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, I've got library use at 50%. Uh, you can find everything you ever wanted to know in seconds. So just go play D&D or something, you know? Right. <laughs> so, I mean, to, to me, the, the, the biggest challenge is... I I, I guess this isn't exactly it, but it's like the amount of choices that people have on where they're going to go in a a science fiction game seems to be exponentially larger than it it is in a fantasy game. That, to me, is one of the big things. Yeah, it is. The scope is completely different. When you're playing fantasy, you've got, like you said, your big city, three or four outlying villages you can go to. In science fiction, those are planets. Is that scope or scale? It's scale. Because... What did I say? No, I'm just because I'm I'm thinking I totally see what you're saying and I agree, but in some ways if I'm going to go find a missing person and I'm in a town, I can go to a blacksmith, I can go to a you know, I can go to the mm-hmm. tavern, I can go mm-hmm. to a merchant, I can go outside a town where he or grew up in an orphanage. I track or, down the black I track down yeah. the guy that's missing and he's on earth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it, so I see what you're you're saying. I mean, there's a more of a creative burden to try to flesh out what that means. Yes. But and, and, yeah, and, and we haven't even gotten into the the fact of what you just talked about. Yeah. With the fact that every time you're talking about a different planet, that's a whole world. That's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just. It's not just a village. See, no, that, that's true. That that's one of the things I'm doing <laughs> in the Ashes of Exodus game, which is the traveler game I'm yeah. running. Most of these places, they're settlements that have been around for maybe a hundred years, maybe a couple hundred in some cases. But I mean, there was a colony ship with hundreds, maybe thousands of people that landed on a planet, and they procreated and and multiplied and were fruitful and did all of their stuff. They're not going to cover the planet. No, uh, no. they might have a couple cities, oh, yeah. but they're going to be close together probably because they're going to trade with each other. There's, yeah, yeah. 
and that's one of the reasons I did that is because that <laughs> makes it makes that whole the each yeah. world manageable because really it's only a city or a few cities mm-hmm. usually fairly close together as opposed to and well, we're going to go to Alderaan mm-hmm. or, or, or where there are a billion and a half or yeah like some planet on the core which is some total crazy you know technologically right. advancing where there's huge cities all over the place right or the yeah. the whole planet is a city or the whole planet is like Coruscant. the whole planet yeah. is one giant office building yeah. <laughs> so I thought I'm, you were just going to say sh- people shop more. Right. <laughs> Every sci-fi game I've ever played, shopping becomes a thing. There especially is a, if you uh, have a ship. There is a <sighs> thing in science fiction. See, in fantasy, it's getting the new spells. Yeah. Yes, it's sometimes getting the new weapons. Yeah. But more often than not, it's getting at character advancement. Yeah. So you can do mm. more damage, so your strength goes up yeah. or whatever. Level but in a lot of science whatever, fiction yeah. games, most science fiction games off the top of my head, your character advancement is what you can afford. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Traveler yeah. has character advancement, but it's very slow, mm-hmm. and you're going to bump a skill every several sessions, maybe. But you're going to make a lot of money, you can sure afford but that But you can make ship. money. And, yeah. and, and you know what? If I'm, if I'm go- going to... My rifle skill, it doesn't need to be that high if I'm shooting nuclear bombs. Yeah. That, is, <laughs> that is very true. That's right. If I've got a rocket launcher that takes out city blocks, mm-hmm. eh, who cares if I miss who by cares? a couple of yards? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that, and that's something... And, th- and there is a lust for equipment in, when mm-hmm. players are playing yeah. science fiction. Because I think we all realize yep. that that's the stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's 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 what makes character advancement in a lot of games, science fiction games, is having better shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Right. Just a simple question, not simple answer. It, no. Yes, yeah. that's why I think it might need to be a series. Yeah. Yeah. There, there must be study on this. Yes. I'm, a symposium. Uh, can't finish the job from Eric, Eric. and NJ. Yep. Uh, dear Stu, and those stopping that not so fresh oh. feeling. <laughs> Uh, hey, it's Eric, a.k.a. Eric from, uh, Eric from New Jersey. I think it's supposed to be Eric from Eric New from NJ, yeah, NJ yeah. on the forums. Uh, it is a week after Thanksgiving as I write this, and I am thankful for your podcast. Oh, Because now that I have to commute to work again, this podcast remains my constant companion on the road. So thank you. For Christmas, I want another year of the podcast, as Aww. I do every Christmas. Wish. Granted. Granted. Ta-da! <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm doing a thing. There we go. Um, uh, no, now, f- to the reason I am writing. In my games, I get worked up. I get to the play. I get the players worked up. Then I realize I can't finish <laughs> the job. <clears throat> now, uh, you see, the problem is that maybe I, yes, and a little too much. I love seeing where the players take me and the NPCs' responses to what they do. It is an exploration of the world that fills me with joy. But there is no endgame, no conclusion to the story. I don't know how to end the stories I've started, and sometimes there seems to be no logical end in sight. The fave integrated themselves into human lands with diplomats and even a small war. No clue how to make that turn out to an end that, uh, of that segment of the campaign. I just follow the PCs like a little bit, <laughs> the bitch I am, and see where they take me next. So that's my issue. I hope you can help because this is a problem I have with every campaign I run. Thanks for the podcast and have a Merry Christmas season. <coughs> Eric. Thanks. 
The, wow. The best advice I've ever heard on this podcast, and I repeat it awesome, is... You repeat it awesome? Did I say that? Yeah. yeah. I meant often. I repeat it often. And I repeat it awesome, too, because everything <laughs> I say is awesome. But uh, is don't create solutions. Create problems. Let the players develop the solutions. So let your players figure it out for you. I think he thinks he's doing that, though, and what it's leading to. And I, I was, I was well, really except, happy except when he says, I don't know how to end the stories I have started. Don't let your players end them for you. See, I think you have to have some sort of timeline, at least in place, or some end game. I mean, you don't necessarily, when you start, have to have the end in sight, but you need to... You need to be kind of percolating on it and have some sort of something at the end. Because you do eventually have to kind of hit that stopping point or that chapter ending if you want it to be part of a larger story. Um, I don't know. I don't even know if it's that for me. I think you have to be able to provide conflict. And how does the world or the environment or the people that are around them on these little adventures push back or involve them or hook them or (laughs) something? He's in the chat room. He's like, I create problems. And then they find more problems. (laughs) I think that... (laughs) They're like, otherwise you wind up with Lost Season 6. My my guess is that he's looking for a very grand scale conclusion to something. Yeah, maybe. And it doesn't have to be that. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, you don't need to he, you don't need to force a solution. But I it, recognize one when one appears. Or it could just it could just be something small that maybe the 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 L5R game ended when the party discovered that their their daimyo mm-hmm. was the conflict between him and his brother was about the fact that he refused to marry because he was gay. Mm-hmm. And the party didn't know that. Spoilers. Th- sorry. sorry. The party didn't know that for most of that game. Well, that game's like five years old. Yeah, they haven't listened to it by now. Yeah, I know. Uh, the party didn't discover that until way, way long. And I dropped a lot of clues mm-hmm. that Renjiro was gay. A lot of clues. And they didn't catch him. People on the forum did. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I would have people... E- Email That's the other me. reason I don't read things on the forum. Because no, I'm so glad would, I never did. No, they, they would yeah. private message me. Oh, okay. And they would private message me and say, so I kind of figured out that Renjiro's gay. I'm like, yes, he is. Because <laughs> and, 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 they were like, they wanted to use the use that NPC in their game for something else right. or whatever. And, but, I mean, that storyline, that's not a big ending. Right, mm-hmm. no. It's a small ending. It's like, it's a small little tragic thing that happened between these two brothers and it wasn't because one of them hated the other one because he was gay, but it was because they had a conflict about what what your social responsibility is. Yeah, what you're doing. Being is, true yeah. to self or being true to your or or being or following family honor or whatever. And I mean, that's what it was. Just this little small tragedy in the whole history of the world. It didn't change the planet. It didn't change the world at all. Mm-hmm. It's but the characters just bore witness to this. Conflict, and we're a part of this conflict that happened. You to please put that down. <laughs> oh, is it coming through? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Sorry. Everything comes through. Yeah. It just nothing bothers me. <laughs> Noises don't bother me. Oh, I wish you guys would have told me that. I, I fiddle with things a lot. And I, I, they, I, they did. Is that you with the yeah. pen always? That's me. No, oh. I don't. I'm the pen guy. I don't do that. But did I, you oh. see the little clicker box they made? I'm no. waiting to buy one. 
Yes, it was a Kickstarter. It's a fidget box. It's got <laughs> buttons on it and switches and like sliders and like a, almost like a like a trackball. It doesn't. It's not connected to anything. It's, it's just, just so you can sit stuff there. to fiddle with with your hands. No, I just that yeah, makes noise. I, that's all it was. I wasn't meaning to make noise. <laughs> yeah, I think you I mean my pen. No, no I don't like to play with the pens. Dice. I'm gonna play with the dice now. Yeah, I just like to have of, something in my hands. Kind of going off like what you just kind of mentioned briefly, like maybe the fact that the Fae have sent a diplomat is kind of the end of that chapter. That's a big deal. Yeah. Like suddenly there's now Fae human relations happening. Or maybe they're going to start writing some sort of accords. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it, it doesn't well, necessarily have accord. to be like a giant boss fight. So don't look for necessarily that type of ending. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the, I mean, aim your Because my guess is he's trying to aim his sights high for... A That's possible. Large epic ending. It doesn't have to be that. Yeah, yeah. And you can just say this happened. You got the you you got the emissary to the to the human king's castle. Congratulations. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Good job. And they're like, we want to keep playing. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you can keep playing, can but that's keep, that yeah, mission's you can, over. Yeah, you, right. you can be the same characters, and you hang out at the castle with the king's gratitude for a month. Oh, and then you get a message from the next right. kingdom. And yeah, yeah, They yeah. heard you did such a great job with the Fae that they would need, have a problem. They need you to Or solve. 20 years have passed. Yes. Now you're aging here. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deduct 10 levels from everyone. Yes. <laughs> and there's that's these young upstart heroes. Right. <laughs> So I hope that helps. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kickst- that, that. By the way, that Kickstarter for the Fidget Cube. Yeah. I think they said it was called the Fidget Cube. Yeah. Yeah. It still hasn't shipped, and it's not new. Uh, <laughs> but there's wait, there's wait. Chinese knockoffs on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> That's like my, I want my when, little dance and bouncing dice. When did you uh, contribute? I didn't. Oh, I just okay. happened to see it. <laughs> On uh, God, where did I see it? I don't remember where it was. I saw it. I saw it somewhere. Might have been on Amazon. And then I'm like, oh, that looks really cool. And then there's, a, but it got like a two star review. Mm-hmm. I'm like this is a cheap knockoff of the <laughs> Kickstarter thing, which I haven't gotten yet. But I got this instead. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna circle back just for a second to Eric's thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there are times that it's okay. To put some rails down. I'm just going to say, because I, I feel like we often are very yes Andy, and yes ending is amazing, and I'm not saying, but there are times where very gently you just are like, this is the direction I'd like you to go. And so just, <laughs> just don't be afraid of that. There are times, like not all the time, never like make the players always go one direction, but if you have... Uh, a cool story thing that you want to have happen, or if they started in a direction and you want them to kind of continue that direction, you own the world. So it's pretty easy for, for to, to kind of reward them going one direction or say, okay, you can go to this other direction, but this is still happening. Like, oh, there's this dragon over here. Oh, we're not in, in killing a dragon. Okay, great. You can go to this other town. Okay, the dragon sacked three cities while you were gone. Yeah, and these are all the people who have now died. There's now a national day of mourning for the hundreds who were murdered. Or so, a thousand. Yeah. That was, you know, you, you, that's a little more than light rails. <laughs> he says, I'm afraid of rails. Pathfinder <laughs> yeah. made me afraid. I know. You're probably <laughs> I'm a little afraid of rails, too. Well, no, see, for rails, for me... Are it's, like it's not rails. Yeah, it's not rails. It's not rails. It's consequences. It's passive, which is also the whole crazy thing we had about the left turning right. It's turning passive right. railroading. 
<laughs> it's doing the sort of things which normally you shouldn't do when you're being railroady. But there are times when you can compel the party to go in a certain direction by making the the repercussions for them going in another direction. Using your fate words like a big boy, <laughs> right? Right. But, right. but you. But now I'm using compel in like the English. Yeah. Word. But you, uh, you can you can make them do things by making the repercussions of going in the Absolutely. other direction very 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 terrible. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably right. Um, You're gonna disagree with me on principle. The last no, the just last, like Starkwood. Yeah. <laughs> you're probably right. However, here's where you're totally wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're probably right. The ve- the last long term- when I ran Stormbringer <laughs> <laughs> version one, the last long term game that I ran, mm-hmm. I ran it very module like. Right. Every Episodic. session, no, every session was a, like a D and D module. Right. Where I had a beginning, a middle, oh, and an end. end. And uh, did you have a what? The denouement. Denouement. Uh, addendum? No, the big thing just before the end. Denouement. Oh, I, I've never heard that word before. Oh, really? Oh, really? It's yeah. theatrical. Oh, okay. Um, and so I think <laughs> I... I say that all the time. I might... There's a, a chance that I might be reacting mm-hmm. way far the other way right now, too, because I haven't... It's not easy ending a campaign on a... Good note? Not I'm necessarily sorry. on a good note, but... <laughs> But ending, ending, especially a long story, it's tough. It's it's not easy to do. But I think I think people shoot too high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They try to make it this big, world changing, epic thing. I think that's probably, it. Doesn't have to. Yeah. Be. Yeah. And, and I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying either. I think yeah. what as a player, I am suspicious. I am because mm-hmm. everybody's different. Of super hard rail. And super no rail. Like, I hate feeling like I'm one random encounter after another because mm. I'm being yes standed constantly. So I yeah. like the idea where sometimes I am going to be put, yeah, yeah, put between kind of more of a rock and a hard place. I can still do what I want to do, yeah, but there are consequences to right. the decision I'm going to make. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. so important because you as a hero. Like you can only be in one place. Well, I mean, yeah. depending on what system you're playing and what kind of yeah, unless you're science fiction, you know, Doctor you Who be, or something, you yeah. can only be in one place at one time. <laughs> so if you're one of the only yeah. heroes in the lands, you know, you have to prioritize. Like, which yeah. thing am I going to do? You know, maybe there's bandits in that town, but maybe that's not as yeah. bad as the dragon that's attacking this town. That doesn't yeah. mean that the bandits don't keep attacking while you're saving the dragon, yeah. right? So yeah. or become more powerful. Yeah, and now there's like a. You know, a, a bandit lord. Yes. Uh, or a bandit king. Mm-hmm. As, you, as, as, as opposed to the bandit lesser duke that was there before. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, it, it gets bad it, it, when it, it get it could get bad enough where literally they could they could overthrow the local government. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some douchebag could install himself as the local lord. <laughs> yeah, and then you go back, and now they're a legal bit of, or a somewhat well, viable had a government. Governor. I'm the lord of this town. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd my brain just go it, to... Firefly? Yeah. What's his name? Uh, okay. Right. Actually, I went to Oliver. Oh. For some I, 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 I went to Oliver the, as well. Yeah. I was the expecting dark. you to Hello? ask for another. I know. Never before has a boy wanted more. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> I was That's in, that, in high school. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, uh, did Eric comment at all about what Stu said? Because maybe you are right. Because I think people want... To kind of have these big moments 
at the end of story arcs or campaigns or that sort of thing, and maybe there is that pressure where he's looking for. I think he fell asleep. He's, no, he didn't. <laughs> he's just traumatized by uh, Pathfinder, so he's yeah. really afraid of rails. He doesn't want to be like the rail ready. I was running Pathfinder, yeah. so it's, it's but, yeah. So yeah. find that balance would yeah. be my thing too. Like, don't be afraid to kind of put some, maybe not rails, but maybe some fences, kind of directing them, and you can wander back and forth on this path. As much as you want, but right. you can only go so, so far. So, like, yeah. Autopia. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because even then you've only got... It's more like <laughs> the bumper cars. Okay, okay. Like, you can go anywhere you want in the bumper car, but there's, like, the edge of the bumper car. But cars. you can also turn around and go the other direction. Yeah. But you're not going to get very far. You're not going to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go that far yeah. right there. That's and if your little sister's in the other one, if you go the wrong way, you're not going to get to ram into her really hard exactly. before the end of the time goes out. And there's that time That's limit putting fair. the pressure on you. So that <laughs> right. also increases like the anxiety. RPGs are like bumper cars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> really slow bumper cars at Disneyland. <laughs> Made out of little bugs. Oh my god. The Bugs World one. Zachary and I got there and then we got into the cars. I swear to god, out of 20 cars there, 18 of them we're so jammed in with each other. Yeah, it's just an no island one was of cars. able to move for the 3 minutes the cars are running. <laughs> It was just this knot. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Like you got in and everybody moved a little bit and they all got yeah. lunched in. Everyone basically was trying to get out of their parallel parking spot. That's what, that's what it was. And failing. Yeah. Well, and all the funny. adults are like, no, no, turn the wheel the other way. Oh, no, other way. Come on. No, there, okay. <laughs> a horror story from Mike oh, and Mai. Oh, this is really long. And me. Hey, do you want me to read it since I read a short one? Or do we have to continue with the room? Well, let's, let's switch off. I'll start and you can... Oh, my goodness. Okay. It's only oh two God. pages. That's no, three. Like three. <clears throat> I only have two. Oh, One. Well, I guess oh, no. you better not read the last two. Oh, no, I do have three. Okay. Three. It is. It is three. This Whoa. is... Wow, this is a long, long, long It's one. the longest story. But it's from Mike and Mai. Salutations, joyful knaves. You may wish to have a beverage at hand, if only to wet your whistle. I never thought this would happen to me, but there I was, in one of the most god-awful train wrecks of a game I'd ever seen. Aside, mind you, I don't go to a lot of games, so this night might not be that bad comparatively. It would take you three pages to describe it. It was a few years ago, and I may get some things wrong, but I'm not one to let facts get in the way of a good story. Excellent. It started sometime after I joined a gaming group new to me, but they had been friends for years. They had a few experienced DMs and a large pool of players, but such that only four to five people total showed up at a time. They mostly played a mix of D&D 3.5 and 3.0 interchangeably, with actually following the rules about 50% of the time. The other 50% was split between winging it based on the names of the spells or abilities and just plain insisting by the rules things work differently than what the rule book actually said. <laughs> I played in a couple games and the DM and I and DM'd one of them myself. Took some time some getting used to their playing style, but it wasn't table flipping offensive. And if I ever didn't have fun in a session, I'd be the only one, and the solution would be obvious. Then the youngest member of the group announced he wanted to run a game, using some way over-the-top D20-based system that seemed modeled on outlandish anime. I'm talking the basic 3D12 greatswords, 
with a melee reach of 30 feet, being able to summon a mount of a giant robot dinosaur, <laughs> and that's before magic items come into play. <clears throat> I'll call this newbie DM Paul. DM Paul. <laughs> because I forgot his name. <laughs> oh, yes. He had never DM'd a game before, and we were to start this game at 8th level in a complex rule system. None of us had seen before. That shouldn't stop you, considering how you play 3.5 and 3.0. Right. <laughs> uh, it was an open game, as they were always looking for new players to join the group. So I showed the rules system to a friend. I'll call him Josh, because I actually remember his name. <laughs> Josh likes crunchy systems and theoretically min-maxing, and it didn't take him but 20 minutes to break the game creating a character that could vaporize an entire party of same-level characters in one round, seven times per day. He never actually seriously plays munchkin characters, mind you. He just has fun with unintentional rules interactions to do interesting things. <clears throat> I created a character ahead of time, like we were asked. I played a paladin, only superficially related to D&D, mainly high armor, great saving throws, some clutch healing, and some utility spells. Most importantly, no pesky lawful good oath getting in the way. <laughs> My mechanical concept was Sticky Tank, an upfront guy who doesn't do much offense, but keeps enemies away from the real damage dealers with super high defense. I think Josh brought either a wizard or a melee ranger. We weren't told any story, just to bring characters and the story would be told during the first session. Who would someone like to start on the second page? I will do that. Okay. Alright. The day comes. Josh and I arrive on time, meeting a couple of the regulars, and get settled in. And waited. And fiddled. See, half the people showed up late, including oh. the DM. And two-thirds of the people hadn't even started character <laughs> creation yet. Or even oh, seen the rules. I happened to have my laptop with a PDF on it, and Josh had a good grasp of the basics, so we helped others build characters. About three hours after the game was scheduled to start, we began. We were all part of the Empire, Paul the DM said. Oh my god, I love Paul the DM. <laughs> Ruled by the Emperor. Cool. I decided that my paladin was a shouty, quick-to-action, zealous type, wholly dedicated to his cause, so I made notes to apply that towards glory, uh, the glory of the Empire. Then, Paul said we were all in prison. <laughs> Fitted with explosive collars that would instantly kill us by the Emperor. Oh, shit. No explanation uh -oh. why that I can remember. I latched on to this, and my character saw it as a test of faith, that it was a chance to prove his devotion, and he was eager to be granted a task. Paul told us that we were to investigate the border to the south, as reports of strange monsters were hindering civilized expansion in the area. We had to resolve the conflict quickly or we'd be remotely killed. <laughs> Click. <laughs> <laughs> by, uh, by his divine command, I was... Was this a Mexican drug cartel empire? <laughs> <laughs> Did they, they do that with the collars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by his divine command, I shall slaughter all enemies of the emperor as it is by his will that I uh, live to do battle. Glory to the Empire, I shouted, or words <laughs> to that effect. I'd seen enough red flags that I'd already given up, and interesting role-playing was probably the only way to salvage this game. <laughs> Being the character who shouted the loudest, my paladin considered himself a leader, and, uh, and pretended everyone else was as eager as he, clearly self-delusional. 
The party set off, entering the forest, and we were promptly ambushed by the aforementioned monsters, falling for some sort of trap. No, no perception check necessary. They just surprised us. No saving throws. <laughs> we're just caught now. Very weirdly <laughs> described monsters of many varieties. Some look like lizards on fire. Others were plant creatures, that sort of thing. <laughs> There's some humanoid fae creatures with them that attempted to talk to us. So negotiations and dialogue began. Turns out the Empire was destroying and polluting and disrespecting the nature land. And many of these wild creatures had died, and they were beseeching us to find some way to negotiate a peaceful resolution. <laughs> I asked what kind of role it would take to break free of this trap, and Paul quoted some astronomically high number for D&D. 87. <laughs> <laughs> Though, uh, through a combination of character abilities, I rolled and succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> I charged their leader and lopped off his head, shouting something about offensive lies, and the emperor will do whatever he damn well pleases. <laughs> A long melee battle ensued. During it, I noticed these monsters had some really weird uh, elemental-ish resistances. Like hitting the fire lizard thing with fire not only didn't do any damage, but seemed to heal it for an obvious one. Many lesser abilities popped up. Many of which I thought Paul was just making up on the spot. <laughs> Partway into the fight, right after starting to play some battle music from his laptop, dun, 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 dun. all the players, excluding Josh and me, seemed to have an epiphany and instantly knew what actions to take to fight the monsters. I didn't want to metagame, so I didn't ask, and I just continued on. Who would like to continue? Uh, I'll, you got okay. it? I got it. Winding down the encounter... With my character shrugging off all the attacks, Paul seemed determined to get me, as he had already injured or incapacitated everyone else. Oh, he's trying to have a TPK. Uh, oh, he is. Got it. This is Paul the TPK. He's DM. going to win. He's <laughs> <laughs> and I won at D&D. Some snake creature was repeatedly attacking my character, heedless of any other targets. I built my PC for high defense, and it kept missing and missing and missing. When it was the <laughs> only so monster left, and we were sure the next attack would kill it, it finally rolled a crit on its bite attack against me, and Paul gleefully announced that I was now poisoned and would take 50 ongoing poison damage each round forever. No saving throws. <laughs> wow. Forever. <laughs> right. It says look, that right in the stat block. It says right there, forever. Yeah. <laughs> Duration, forever. Ever. And it's at number four, too. Forever. I looked through my notes and calmly stated that I had poison resistance, which cut the damage in half, and I could activate a stance that gave me fast healing 30 indefinitely. Forever. Which forever. is just another word for forever. Yeah, exactly. So, so I could stand there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and fight the poison for the rest of his existence. <laughs> and, and not dying, because it's dying. forever. Until he led from dehydration. And hunger. No dehydration. Would that would be first. Yeah. Yes. That'd be amazing. That the battle ends when one of them starves to death. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what are you doing? Take dehydration damage. Three D six. Healing. I'm healing. I'm fighting the poison. I'm fighting poison. <laughs> so I'd stay at full HP the whole time anyway. Then someone killed off the snake by throwing an active <laughs> volcano at. Wait, what? I have a gun that shoots volcanoes. <laughs> then someone killed off the snake. <laughs> By throwing an active volcano at it, they threw an active volcano at it. it. It's keel-mounted. It's a big gun. <laughs> but it shoots volcanoes. Aww. Active volcano. Oh, wait. Wait, hold on. 
Then someone killed off the snake by throwing an active volcano at it. Again. <laughs> Again. Right. Was this riffs? Did I miss riffs? This is riffs, right? Riffs D twenty. This is this is act, not from Mike and Mi. This is from this is from Hosier Rock. <laughs> this is riffs. Did I mention that the system was over the top? Well, I think we get it now. Crestfallen, Paul announced that it was a good time for a break before he brought out the second encounter and slipped off to the bathroom. Ah, oh, he knows that trick. I turned to the other players and asked how they knew how to defeat the monsters. The answer lay in the age difference, as Josh and I had easily ten years on the other players. He was using characters from the latest Pokemon game as enemies. <laughs> the music he had started playing was from the video game. Hmm. <laughs> I swept my dice into my bag nonchalantly, slipped the dice bag into my jacket pocket, and announced that I had to go get something in my car. <laughs> Josh followed suit, also announcing that he had to get something from my car. <laughs> so, seven and a half hours after the initial start time, during which we had one combat, we both just bailed right there, unwilling to see what further encounters would entail. Sorry this was so long-winded. It's just... I just... Uh, I'll be right back. I gotta get something for my car. Yeah, uh, I gotta get something from his car, too. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm just gonna I have to uh, stuff with co-sign me. the check, and he likes to put it on the dashboard <laughs> so, I, so, so I can sign it, so too. So I can sign it, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, nonchalantly packing Did you see like, the Blues Brothers? Uh, That's for the Blues yeah, Brothers yeah. when they're trying to ditch the place where they're playing, because oh, yeah. they ended up bu- sp- spending... Drinking more beer than they were going to get paid. Oh, uh-huh. so he says, "Oh, well, we're going to write you a check." And he goes out to gets into the car, and, and then Dan Eckert goes, "I have to co-sign the check, so he's going to put it on the dashboard, <laughs> but I have to be in the driver's seat to sign it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. Sorry, this was so long-winded. It's just the most actively frustrating game I've ever been a part of. At least my other horror story. The, here's a stack of GURPS books, which you've never seen before, sit in the corner and make a character one, was just passively frustrating. Love your show. Keep up the good work. Mike from MI. P.S. For fuck's sake, take a damn drink already. Jeez. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Mm. P.P.S. MI obviously refers to the Moonshay Isles, a group of (laughs) islands in the trackless sea in the west of Faerun, the setting of Forgotten Realms. Excellent. Yay. That was a great, great horse. Seven and a half hours. It was worth it. It was you worth the wait. It was good. Pokemon creatures. Yeah, it was definitely. I want to be the very best <laughs> no one ever was. <laughs> All right. Oh, my goodness gracious. I didn't say that. I have to go out to my car. I have to go out to his car, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, days. Oh, my gosh. Oh. All right. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yay. (laughs) Awesome. So um, for the next month or so, the holidays are making... No games this this weekend. Hard to schedule. Did it it get node? Yeah. Finally? Okay. So we're trying to schedule APs. We might have some other content we're figuring out. Um, Stay looking at the schedule. We'll update the schedule as we go. We'll keep doing the shows. Because I actually found out that... um, most people begin listening to podcasts mm-hmm. during the holiday season. Oh, I bet. Oh. Or free time. They get new phones, or they oh. get iPads, iPods, or something, mm-hmm. and that's that's. Are we playing on Tuesday? Yeah, cool. yeah, we have. Uh, yeah, we'll have. Uh, 
Vast Dominions. Dominions. And then we should have Edge of the Empire the week after that, I believe. I think so. Yes. I think so. So yes. we're still, our Tuesday night games are still on. Weekend games are a little bit more, like, befuddled. Lots of kids have performances and stuff. So Yes. I went to one tonight. Yes. And then I have going another one you on have Sunday. Some. So keep checking the streaming schedule, and that will show when we're, we're doing it. And if you have a friend who's getting a new iPhone or any of the cool gadgets that can listen to podcasts, recommend our podcast. That's right. Hashtag... Why listeners make when whatever it is. Why Long problems make. Why listeners Why make, make when, when you know, know listeners have you don't want to make. But we do want to make them. We do want to. We, yeah. we want to make them. <laughs> yes. We and viewers. Make listeners. Oh, and by the way, I already put up a preview on, on Patreon for the for next week's episode. So people who are on Patreon, oh. they already know what's happening next, next nice. week. Nice. Excellent. So. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Cool. Yep. Thank you. And I'm going to do the thing. Thank you for joining us for season 18, episode 8 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. This is Gina. And I will forever be Bobby Town. <laughs> and join us, President's Day weekend in February. What did I say? 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th? 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th? Whatever it is. 1920. Friday through Monday at Hilton LAX Hotel. We'll be there. Join us. And Saturday night live show. Yeah. And we'll see you uh, Tuesday for our next game. Fast Dominions and next Friday for the show Happy Texas Dark Slash Live Ooh. do you have a thing on Thursday? Uh, yeah, uh, yes next Thursday and a thing hot on Thursday seat. a hot seat on Thursday yeah. who's your hot seat? I don't know wanna be in it? wanna be in it? anybody? we'll figure that out later yeah. Yeah. it'll be on the screen we'll leave you with a song At my head and feet. Just 
lay me down in me native beach. 